Hello, everybody. This is Chris Blair, voice of the national champion Fighting Tigers of LSU. And you're locked in to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Middle Georgia's number one voice of community and collegiate sports. Go Tigers. This is Mike Conti of Atlanta United and the Atlanta Hawks Radio Networks. You're listening to Middle Georgia's number one team for community and collegiate sports from Atlanta to Savannah. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Hey, this is Andy Demetra, voice of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, and when I want to know what's going on in Middle Georgia sports, there's only one place I go. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show, your place for community and collegiate sports. Guys, take it away. Thank you so much, Andy Demetra, Rob, Ben, and Joe here for you again on another Thursday Live. And uh, Rob on vacation this week, Ben here with us, and Ben, man, <laughs> the, the chambers are fully loaded. We got plenty to talk about today, don't we? I'm telling you what, it's, uh, it's loaded up, and I'm glad to be back, man. It's, yeah. uh, it's fun to be back here. Rob was like, you know what, he had to hold it down next last week, so he's like, ah, Ben can just swallow it. <laughs> you know, we won't ease back into there it. There you, you go. Know, got, it's one at a time, one yeah. at a time. You took it coast to coast on your vacation, I did, didn't I did. You? I went coast to coast, and the, uh, to believe it or not, the time change didn't whip me that hard. <laughs> I, I feel pretty good about how how I handled the time change. Yep. I, you know, I got home and I was like, we had to wake up really early to get an early flight. And then, so when I got home, I made myself go to bed. Yeah. And then the next morning, I didn't let myself sleep till 10 o'clock. I made myself get up, set an alarm, as hard as that was to do. But it seemed to help. So well, you're a better man than I am. That's, that's all I got to say <laughs> about that. I will say this: the the weather is slightly different here than it is in uh, Northern Washington. <laughs> I would imagine yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> Much different. Yeah, you but can fry right. an egg on your hood here. You Abs- absolutely, yeah. it's not like that there. You're just you know 55 in the morning, 70 in the afternoon. But uh, it's crazy. It's, I'm glad to be back. All right, we're glad to have you back. We got a good uh, good night's uh, rundown for you here tonight. We got the uh, head coach from the East Lawrence Falcons going to start off our show in just a few minutes. It's uh, Coach Ben Turner on with us. And then we've got Dr. Hines uh, from uh, Dr. Robin Hines, the executive director of uh, the GHSA, on with us here tonight as well to talk about, man, oh, man, everything that there is to talk about. Information, information. That's right, as we get ready for sports. want to remind everybody, all the sponsors that bring you this show each and every week, say thanks to our friends at Marco's Pizza. We want to appreciate them for bringing you the show each and every week. Eyeballs Marketing and Media and our friends at... uh, of course, Bubba's Tire Center, and we also want to thank our friends at Georgia Farm Bureau for bringing you this show each and every week. Don't forget, you can find us on all of your social media outlets. If you're a Facebook fan, find us at RBJ Podcast on Facebook. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at the RBJ Show. And, of course, you can download the show and take it with you wherever you want to on Spotify and on iOS on your Apple devices. So take us wherever you want to go. You can find us online, always streaming at NetworkWinsports.com, and you can find us online at RBJShow.com. So all those places you can find us. Don't forget, you can subscribe to our newsletter, by the way, on our website, uh, rbjshow.com, and uh, you can get all the information, breaking news and things like that. We will send to you as it comes about. Just uh, click on the opt-in button and put your name, email, favorite team on the rbjshow.com, top of the website. You can't miss it right there. So we got that, but uh, of course, let's let's talk a little bit before we get to Coach Turner about the uh, Washington Redskins, Ben. I'm sure you've been following that, just craziness coming out of Washington, not only with a logo change, but also with some scandalous story that's going to be coming and breaking as well uh, probably tomorrow. I know, and I don't, uh, I don't know. It's just you, you see a team like that that's been around for a very long time and I haven't read into it very much other than what I've seen in the news and stuff. And it's like a tradition, you know, of they've been the Redskins for a very long time. Right. And um, 
I saw something today, and it's like you know you're you just wonder you know, what what are they going to what are they going to change the name to? Yeah, there's. You know, I mean, a, a team like that, I. For the last 100 years, it hasn't been an issue. Why all of a sudden is it an issue now? Yeah. There wasn't an issue in uh, September of, of 2019, I don't remember. Did it, did, I don't know of anybody that was complaining about the Redskins. Well, you know, there's always last. been there's always been the, the – I'm going to use the word mild argument yeah. coming from uh, Native Americans. Oh, and, yeah. You know, that's, that's always been there. Mm-hmm. But uh, there hasn't been the uproar that uh, – of course, that's been the same with the Indians and the Braves and mm-hmm. – you know, uh, Florida State, oh, uh, yeah. all those things. So it, it kind of is spawning from that, but there's apparently another story that's just uh, going to explode, and we'll probably find out within the next 24 to 48 hours about that as well. So, well which is which is crazy, yeah. but to me, I feel like that's an honor to the Native Americans because right. they're very tough. Well, uh, you know, yeah. the, 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 the mantra of Indians, if you read back in history, right. they were tough mothers, yeah. man. These guys were rough. <laughs> like, they, they could handle their own. They were some of the best yeah. fighters as far as uh, tactics goes and stuff and their quickness and all. That's why a lot of teams adapted those names because yeah. they have an edge. Such a – such a uh, – a, uh, a macho, I'm going to use the word macho kind of Exactly, uh, and so it like, it's like, oh, man, you know, so if you look at it from that standpoint, and that's, I always say, there's there's two sides, two sides to a coin, yeah. you know, and it's all about which side you want to look that's on, right. but I am, I'm not Native American, so I, I can't relate to that, and I understand, however, I feel like that's almost homage to them, yeah. the Chiefs, the Kansas the City Chiefs, Chiefs yeah, Kansas the City. Braves, yeah. you can go down the list. There's a I bunch mean, more all across the country in yeah. high school and uh, colleges along the way. But talking about fighters and people that are, are uh, you know, just ready to go, we've got head coach Ben Turner on the phone with us here from East Lawrence. Coach Turner, uh, uh, how you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing great. How about y'all? We are good, and we are excited to hear about uh, everything that you're dealing with over there, Coach, uh, across the River Bridge here in Lawrence County. I know you guys are, are doing your best, just like everybody else, to get ready for some high school football. Is that right? Oh, uh, yes, sir. And, I mean, all i got to say is, wow. I mean, this has definitely been a unique experience. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like every horror movie you've ever watched about any kind of infection just all wrapped <laughs> up. And I'm going to tell you what, though, buddy. We've, we've turned into a dang good cleaning service. That's right. <laughs> we got a fallback position, don't we? <laughs> hey, that's right, man. That's right. Uh, and, you know, at least, I, at least I know what I can go to in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of measuring barbells or weights, you need to measure how many Zep gallons of bottles you're going through. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what, man. And they, they disappear quick. We, we get a five-gallon bucket or however big. Yeah, I guess a five-gallon bucket. So, yep. Man, we go through those things in no time. Well, Coach, uh, I know you got a lot of prep that you're having to go through over there, but uh, tell me just a little bit about uh, kind of what the team is going through, what you're doing right now to get ready. What does your day look like? like today, tomorrow, and, and so on? Well, uh, our day normally starts, um, you know, check-in start at 7.30 with breakfast. Uh, you know, we, we have a designated area where they come in before they go into the before they go into the field house, and it starts with taking temperature and asking questions. Uh, you know, the GHSA has given you a very easy little guideline to follow that, I mean, I – I think that it's going to be successful um, because it's been successful with us, but it also, you have to have your kids be honest with you about things when they're, when they're talking to you. Right. I, I feel blessed that my kids, man, I, you know, it's weird because you, you've always been like, man, you don't miss practice for anything. Now my kids will call coach. I've been coughing my head off 
All right. Well, I'll check on you tomorrow. Don't you get near us. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and then, you know, then it turns into, uh, well, are you going to go get t- tested? Well, no. All right. Well, if you don't get tested, man, you, you, you can be out for a minute. Right. Uh, you know, because I'm, I'm not going to take a chance with any, you know, any of these little babies um get them sick and you let them take anything home with them right uh, you know i feel that we are doing the right things um uh, i feel that you know the open communication between me and my players letting us know when stuff is going on um has really helped things um you know you've heard i've heard horror stories from other places with with kids just not being open <laughs> they've had a test right tonight. right you know i i told them i said look now we got a problem y'all get tested and don't tell me Oh yeah, and the only person I've actually had tested so far was a kid that was going to Boy Scout camp, um, and then the Boy Scout camp got canceled after you know after he was tested. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't sick. Like I said, it was just something to make sure you know he was good to go. Right. They wouldn't be letting sick people in. But you know, we sit there and we uh, we take temperatures, we ask the questions, then they go into the weight room. Uh, we're feeding them lunch in the weight room. Um, and I mean, then, I mean, then we try to get back to as much normalcy as we can. Yeah. Things are a little different. Um, there's some different little rules that are going on, but you know, GHSA has been trying their best in my opinion to move full speed ahead. Yeah. We might've hit some road bumps here and there, but I, I think they're chugging on along. And, um, you know, part of the reason we've been able to do that is because they did give pretty strong guidelines on things. Um, and you know, what I tell, what I tell my parents when, cause every now and then you're going to have some parents get a little worried about things. Right. Uh, I was like, you know what? I said, the way we're screening, your kid has more of a chance of getting sick, hanging out with her buddies or going into a grocery store, getting near people. Right. Uh, you know, because we're not letting you in if you got anything wrong, anything going on. Right. Um, and then, you know, after after we get going, I mean, it, it, it feels, it actually starts feeling normal um, after that point. Yeah, uh, I saw uh, the GHSA introduced, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Coach. I saw the GHSA introduced uh, the use of, of helmets uh, yesterday with uh, uh, some. Something else to clean. Yeah, something else to clean. <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys, you guys, uh, helmets on, ball in hand, you know, running through drills in small groups or, you know, kind of how's well, we'll that going? Be, we'll be helmets on on Monday. Okay. Um, but, uh, I mean, we're, I mean, we're going on, I mean, we're moving on because, you know, our, I mean, our numbers are, our numbers can go to 50. So, I mean, yeah, pretty much so. I mean, you, you can do about anything now. I mean, there's some things that you have to be leery of, but, you know, in, we're, we're trying to make it as normal as possible. Um, but we're getting a lot of drill work, uh, you know, a lot of drill work, a lot of individual time, uh, and, you know, it, it's going to pay off. I mean, heck, it's going to help. I, you know, I just hope that, I, I just hope that we can get completely normal sooner rather than later, which I, you know, like I said, with the way GHSA is pushing along and, you know, they know that, that these kids need this and, heck, these coaches need this, um, <laughs> that, that, that I think it's going to get back completely normal here before long. Yes, we're going to have to keep, Taking temperatures. Yes, we're gonna have to keep cleaning like crazy. Yes, we're gonna have to drink out of. Oh yeah, I forgot the water bottles. Uh, we bought gallon jugs for everybody. We put their name on them. There you go. Uh, they, they stay filled up, uh, and you know you get in a little bit of trouble if you forget your uh, water bottle. <laughs> um, so, but I've got plenty extra to go around. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Most of the kids though, they'll just start 
you know, if they lost, if something happened to their water bottle, they'll bring their own thing. But that, you know, that's just going to be a reality. I mean, that, that's going to be a reality. I know that there's going to be a reality in the weight room while I'm running the weight room during the school year that we're not going to be able to use the water fountains. Yeah. You know, I've already gotten, you know, <laughs> um, the Houston Clinic, um, Dr. Gay got us a bunch of water bottles. Uh, so, you know what? That's what I'm going to be using, and I'm going to get them washed every day. And I got a crap ton of them, so we'll be ready. To <laughs> Sounds like uh, you're going to have some dawn soft hands by the time the season's <laughs> over, Coach. I, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling hey. you. It, uh, it, it's just very unique, man. Have, have y'all had any uh, any talks or or thoughts about? I mean, it's hard enough to manage what you what you're managing right now. But have y'all had any talks about with well, the school boards and the this county and the city? You're like, well, we think we're going to start school September eighth. Has anybody had any talks or heard anything about games being pushed back or anything like that? It's like, well, they can run around and hit each other in a football game, but they can't go sit in the classroom. Have you thought about that at all? Yeah. You know, or have you heard well, anything I mean, in that, on that front? You know, the biggest thing on the later starting date is, uh, you know, with our new superintendent and, and the, the people that he has working with him and for him, uh, you know, they wanted to make sure that we are completely prepared because every one of those youngest walks to that, that door, you know, they belong to us. And, you know, he's the top of the totem pole. Right. So he's yeah. got to make sure that everything's, you know, crystal clear, ready to go, and that we're ready to rock and roll when school starts, and that we'll be safe when school starts. All right. That, you know, that's completely set apart from what GHS say. GHS say is sent the stuff with all all the guidelines and everything that we follow while we are doing athletic events. Now, school systems will add stuff on on to things, but really we haven't added much on to um, much on to what we have to do through Lawrence County. Um, but we're following, you know, we're following everything else to a T. Um, but that's. You know, I think that that's the reason, you know, we're wanting to get back to the normalcy of having the football games, and then we want to be safe and make sure that the students are ready to come back to school, and it's going to take a little bit longer because that's a much larger group that's going to be coming back together. And I, I think our new superintendent, and they've just, I think they've done a fabulous job. Um, you know, my I'm actually at my mother's house um, coming home from my niece's graduation that's not really happening. Um, but you know, she said she's been watching a bunch of a bunch of his stuff on Facebook and said, you know what, you're really gonna like him. I said, <laughs> I said I, you know, everything. A lot of people I think the world of said that he is a great dude and everything I've seen, man. That he wants to make sure these youngers are taken care of in the proper way. He wants to make sure that everything's ready to rock and roll. He's got he's gonna have contingency plans in place in case something happens. And everybody should feel safe with that. You know, um, these these systems that are going to all this online school, yeah, that you know that's fine and dandy. Um, but you know, I worry about the mental aspect of a, uh, you know of a young man or a young lady. Right. You know, if I wasn't ever able to be around somebody, I think I think I'd go crazy because I about did when we were locked down for those first you know that first little while. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, y'all, I became depressed, man. I've never, been, I've never been a yard man, but I started planting flowers and grass and everything. And I would stand outside and water them and watch them grow all day long. There you go. So, well, you Coach, know, it I, sounds like uh, there with the separation between uh, the, the school guidelines and 
the GHSA guidelines. Uh, ben, uh, I guess that poses the question there about fans in the stands. Yeah, it? yeah. I mean, what do you think about that, Coach? I mean, do you feel like you're going to be able to have uh, fans in the stands with, with some I of that do. going on? I do. Now, I'm not saying that there won't be a capped capacity that's much lower. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to use the social distancing guidelines during that time. Um, hey, I don't know the social distancing guidelines set forth by the governor will still be, you know, I guess it's supposed to run out when August 11th. I think is that's right, gonna, yeah. Is he going to come back with another with another set of guidelines that's going to say, okay, social distancing must continue for X amount of time? That's an unknown. Um, that's something that probably is going to be figured, you know, have to be figured out pretty quickly, um, but late in the game. Uh, but, you know, it, it's like I watched. We're getting ready to have our graduation at East Lawrence. Uh-huh. Um, and I sat there while we were out on the football field and watched, you know, person after person after person from the board uh, and Dr. O.J. Hall and, and just different people coming out there and Coach Clayton coming out there measuring and counting. And it was just like <laughs> the stupidest thing because they were – it was, it was like everybody was doing rocket science to figure out exactly how many people that each kid could invite. Right. You know, exactly how many people in the stadium. They, they've they got a plan, man. I'm going to tell you what, I work for I work for some smart people, man. <laughs> well, that's that's good stuff right there. Let them do all the math because that is not my strong suit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach, well, let's go ahead and talk. Uh, turn the page. Let's talk about some football. Coach, uh, yeah, Coach, what's your uh, what y'all looking like coming back this year? Y'all got some returning starters and everything. I I can't remember back to the East Lawrence Dublin game when we were when we were calling the game from some names. But what you got? Look, what y'all looking forward to this year? Y'all, I'm gonna tell you what, man. I've played so many freshmen and sophomores over the last two years. It's been <laughs> unbelievable. But you know, it is what it is. You know, we we had to come in and we had to work. You know get things worked out. We had to get bigger and stronger. Well, now, now I've got, you know, those, those guys I played a couple of years ago, young, they're juniors now. Yep. All right. So I, man, I feel pretty dang good about it. I, I need this season, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you are ready and got them. Pri- you got the well primed, don't you coach? Hey, I, I need it, man. I need it. Um, and they have been working their natural born tails off and I am seeing leadership emerge from all over the place, and that's something that, you know, has been really spotty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have seen – I've seen people take the bull by the horns, man, and say, uh-uh, you're not going to drag out here. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to get it done. I, I've just – I've been very impressed. Uh, and we have gotten a lot bigger and stronger. Um, it's just been – you know, it's just been a great it, – it, it's been a great summer to be so weird. You know, to start off right. the summer, it, it just – seeing what we went through and we had all these different groups and I'm sitting there getting to the school at, you know, about six thirty-five in the morning and the last group isn't getting done till like six something at night. And, you know, there's no breaks. So I don't get to go anywhere to breathe um, during the day. And, and they have, they've overcome all this, man. I'm telling you, dude, kids can be very resilient. And we've got some great young men, and they are very resilient because they have rock and roll with the ebbs and flows of this thing, man. And, and now that you know, now that we've got big group, um, it's just it's great because it it was it was almost like it was a godsend that we broke broke up because it made each group kind of have a, a leader emerge, right? And it, you know, and it's carried over. 
you know, uh, I've got vocal guys. I've got guys that are going to, you know, lead by – got some guys that are just going to lead by being first in everything they do. Uh, you know, I mean, we've got we've got a lot of leadership, and I, I'm proud of them. And, you know, I've loved them through the bad times. I'm going to love them through the good times. But I, I'm, I'm hoping a lot of good times are ahead for us. And, well, well, and that- I know – that's what it's that's what it's all about, man. And I tell you what, with you know, with some of those younger guys you've had your build you've built up and all, this is you know, I I would be right in the same place as you are. You've implemented a plan and now it's starting to see that plant you've been watering, you know, you want to start seeing some of it coming to fruition and you're doing yes, all sir. you're doing all the right things um by doing that and it's it's exciting to look forward to and I tell you what, there's nothing more important in my opinion than internal leadership. There's only so much a coach and coaching staffs can do somebody has got to step up in a nucleus of guys. And now, like you were talking about, that's very interesting because I haven't really put a lot of thought to that till you just said it. But when you're broken down into, into groups like that, leaders have to emerge. There's only 11 or 12 people in there. And if you're in a group of 40 people, a lot of those guys might shy guy. But mm-hmm. you get them in there with eight or nine people, and somebody's got to come up. Well, now, instead of five leaders, you got ten because right. they're responsible. Yeah. And now you've got a bunch of – you've got a lot of internal accountability that you might not have without COVID. Oh, yes, sir. I mean, they, you know, the good Lord works in mysterious ways sometimes. So, you know, that that was one thing that I saw that, you know, I really liked about being divided up early. Uh, you know, it's made me re- kind of look at the way I'm going to do things to start off my summers in the future. Now, I'm not going to break off into into daggum many groups as I had. It's mean, <laughs> unfeasible. Some, yeah, that, that, but... You know, I, I do think that I'm going to start keeping my some my young guys a little separate from my older guys to start off the summer. It'll allow me to slow things down more, to teach them, you know, to teach them proper technique. Because when they're in there with the big guys and we're ready to rock and roll, um, you know, you can't slow down so much. Yep. Uh, so, you know, I, I really enjoyed that. And then, like, then you, you also get the young guys, you can see who the alphas are. You can see who's going to thump their chest and say, jump on my back, do as I do. Right. All right. And, and it lets you start identifying them. And so, you know, like I said, man, not all bads come from this. Now, there's been a heck of a lot of bad, but not all <laughs> bad come. Well, Coach, tell us this. Who's going to be, uh, who do you think right now are going to be the names that uh, we'll be hearing the most of coming out of East Lawrence this year? Man, I, I've got a, I've got quite a few of them. Um, you know, I've got O'Marion Guyton. Um, Oh, Marion Guyton, I think you're going to hear about him on both sides. Uh, Tristan Baker, uh, which started as, which O'Marion's going to be a junior. Tristan Baker started as a freshman last year. I think you're going to hear a lot about him. Um, I think Cole Strickland's supposed to have a big year. I think that Zach Strickland is going to really have a breakout year. And then I've got numerous, I mean, I've got, LT, I've got LT, I've got Kanashi, I've got a bunch of them that I'm wanting to have their breakout time. Good times, you know, man. They got to they they fix that mentality, man, and, and realize that they're the alpha guy. And, you know, I've got linemen. I, I'm, you know, I had my best. One of my best linemen, one of my best football players, blew out his knee uh, spring before last. Mm. And so he missed all last season. And he's back. And Peyton Daniels, and he is a great leader. Um, you know, I've got – I, there's too many to name that I'm just excited about. All right. Now, All right. Does, that, 
they're going to go out and be superstars? No, but I'm going to tell you what, I'm excited. I'm excited about all of them. And, you know, no matter what happens, I'm going to love them. But it's time to get that mentality that, you know, we're defeated when we step on the field out, go out and hit another man in the mouth and enjoy this, this game that the good Lord's given us to play that allows us to take out our aggression. And, and be little kids running around hitting people and it's legal. <laughs> That's right. Well, Coach, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, I've been a big fan of yours since you've uh, landed there at East Lawrence uh, in the years I've had the opportunity to chat with you. Big fan of your program and what you're building over there. So uh, best of luck to you in this season. And uh, But we got a couple more minutes here. Just tell me real quick, what's the game on your schedule that uh, you're circling this year to go, you know what, uh, this is going to be – you know, this is going to be the, the challenge for us right here, you know? Well, one at a time, baby. <laughs> Start with game one, I, right? Yeah, we're building something. I, it, it's one at a time. I, you know, I don't want to look and say, you know, these are these are the cats. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's one game at a time when you're building something, and you've got to, you know, you've got to show that progress. And, I, you know, I, 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 I preach that, you know, winning's a mentality that's contagious. Losing is a mentality that's contagious. We've got to get rid of that losing mentality, and we and you know I tell them because you know we share a lot of a, a lot of athletes on these side. And I'm like, look, all right, you learn to win and get that mentality during football. Guess what's going to happen in basketball? Guess mm-hmm. what's going to happen in wrestling? Guess what's going to happen in baseball? Guess what's going to happen in soccer? All right, it's going to happen in everything. All right, because it's just a part of life. I mean, once you get that taste of winning, you don't want to lose. Mm-mm, that's right. All right? And, uh, you know, and, you know, I just, I want my kids to learn that because they're great young men uh, that would run through a wall for me. And it's time for them to taste what it's like to be successful and to taste what it's like to be a winner. And we're poised, uh, we're poised to do that this year. I believe if everybody stays healthy and everybody stays focused, we'll be fine. Well, it certainly sounds good, Coach, and we certainly do look forward to uh, chatting with you again as we move on through the season. And thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us today. We really appreciate that. Oh, and I, I got to I gotta do one more thing because I told one of my boys, we call him, <laughs> preach, we call him Preacher Man. All right. Um, I told him that I was going to say his name 11 times on the show. <laughs> I've only said it Preacher Man twice. All right. All right so I'm going to go Preacher Man and dig it three times. It was just a little deal we had. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll take it. Preacher Man, Preacher Man, Preacher Man. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> Appreciate it, Coach. All right, anytime, man, anytime. All right, Coach, well, we look forward to talking to you again. Uh, That's Coach uh, Ben Turner, head coach of the East Lawrence High School Falcons, just across the bridge there. Good to hear from them. And uh, coming up next, we got Dr. Uh, Robin Hines from the GHSA, the executive director of the GHSA. He's coming back with us after the break here on the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Stick around.
Eyeballs Marketing and Signs. That's Eyeballs with a Z. I-B-A-L-Z is all about everything you need for printing services, marketing services, apparel services, signage, banners, wraps for your vehicles, design services, or a whole lot more. Whatever you need in your business to get your message out there, you can count on Eyeballs. I-B-A-L-Z dot com. Eyeballs Marketing and Sign in Warner Robins. Springtime is here, and Bubba's Tire Center is here to handle all of your vehicle needs. With the current situation of COVID-19, we are still operating our normal hours, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30. If you need some more time on that set of tires or vehicle repair, we offer a 90-day payment option that requires no credit check, as well as the Goodyear credit card. Don't forget, we offer free pickup and delivery, so you never have to leave your home or place of work. Call us today at 470 278-275-2964 or check us out online at Bubba'sTireCenter.com Come to Bubba's Tire Center where we do tires and a whole lot more. This is John Nelson of GPB Sports and the Soccer Down Here Network. You're listening to Middle Georgia's number one team for community and collegiate sports from Atlanta to Savannah and all points in between. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe show. Enjoy, everybody. Now back to Rob, Ben, and Joe. Brought to you by Bubba's Tire and Network One Sports. All right, you're back on the Rob and Joe Show here, hanging out, and uh, good to hear from head coach uh, Ben Turner there from East Lawrence right before the break. Good stuff. And uh, on the way now, we've got to talk more about high school football and all the rules and regulations, Ben, that are in place as we get ready to get back to football, and there's no better way to do that than with the executive director of the GHSA, uh, Dr. Robin Hines, on the phone with us. Uh, Dr. Hines, how are you, sir? I'm great. I hope you are. Certainly are, and uh, congratulations on, correct me if I'm wrong, is it a new grandbaby or a new, (laughs) you got a new bundle over there somewhere you're playing with tonight, right? Got a new grandbaby, that's right. (laughs) Congratulations to that. Uh, That is so much fun. I hope that you're uh, socially distancing in your enjoyment of the baby. (laughs) I'm just playing. Uh, That's that's fun. Congratulations. Yeah. She's a gorgeous young lady, huh? So She's gorgeous. How old right. is how old is she now? Just newborn or a couple weeks? Five or? days. Five days. Five days. Wow. That's awesome. That is good stuff right there. Well, uh, Dr. Hines, uh, we appreciate you being on the show with us here. We want to just uh, bend your ear and talk to you a little bit about uh, how things are going and what you see uh, coming up for high school. And uh, we just had, you may have heard me mention there, the uh, East Lawrence head coach on our show with us talking about uh, the provisions and everything that's in place. And, of course, the information yesterday about the release for, for helmets to come back into play for the, the schools and the kids. Uh, can you give us uh, kind of a look into what your daily look at what's going on with COVID is like and, and what the expectations may be that you're uh, looking forward to? Well, uh, you know, this has absolutely been something that's uh, unlike anything that I've seen in 38 years of education, I can tell you that. Uh, you know, the, we've never in the history, I, I think in uh, 9-11, the season was postponed for one week. You know, we've never canceled an entire season before. And uh, and so when we decided to, you know, when it was time to come back and get ready to condition and that sort of thing, we felt like a slow measured uh, response, you know, getting back into it. And, you know, we needed our kids to get in front of their coaches and 
that sort of thing. And we did. And, and, you know, it, it, it was with the purpose of, of conditioning. And, and I think our coaches appreciated that. They appreciated being able to be with their athletes, you know, again, but they, I think they appreciated the, the, the slow measured conditioning component, you know, that went in and, you know, we've added a little bit back, you know, as we've gone forward. And, um, as you know, I guess a couple of weeks ago, uh, we decided that, you know, we were, we were fairly well isolated, uh, teams themselves and in their groups and this sort of thing. And, and they, they needed some sports specific things to be happening. And, and our doctors honestly felt like that they needed to be competing because the intensity level gets higher. You know, they, they get more prepared, more in shape, ready to go. And so, uh, like for instance, football could throw seven on seven. You know, uh, pitchers could pitch to catchers with batters. You mm-hmm. know, this 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 type of thing, and uh, and it's gone pretty well. But you know, the concern that that I was having, and is you know, we we needed to have helmets on for safety reasons. Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. We, we had some had some reports of some you know inadvertent collisions and things like that. Right. And, you know, no serious injuries and. And that type of thing, but you know, it makes you concerned about concussions and, and just you know different types of injuries that way. So, you know, our sports medicine advisory council felt like it was the time to do that. Not ready to go into locker rooms yet. You know, everybody crammed in there together. You know, small spaces, this type of thing. So the the coaches will have to figure out how to do that with the helmets. You know, because they need right. to be sanitized before and after practice and you know there was a lot of conversation about that you know do we need to do this because you know how is this going to happen who's going to be responsible well i'll tell you i have the utmost confidence in our coaches if they can use helmets and get ready they'll figure it out (laughs) that's right they're going to do it see i you know i don't worry about our coaches we've got the best coaches in the country and and i mean that with my whole heart and you know they do a good job, and they and and I know they're anxious, and I know they're antsy, and uh, you know, and trust me, I, you know I'm an old coach too, and and nobody wants to see high school athletics be out there in the fall any more than I do. Uh, you know, we need normalcy. Our kids need it. Our our kids need to be out there for uh, you know their physical, emotional, and mental well-being. You know. Uh, you know, I'm probably ramming a little bit now, but I would say that there's a uh, there's a guy uh, works at the University of uh, uh, Wisconsin that started a study on the impact that the shutdown was having on high school athletes, and they expected some some difficult data, but it was worse than they expected. It was about 68 percent you know, exhibited signs of depression in one way or another and, you wow. know, sadness and that sort of thing. And, and uh, you know, that, that's a lot for a kid to lose a season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, know? well, you can't get it back. I mean, you know, it's one of no. those th- It's one of those things. You, so it's a stage of life you can't ever get out of. And for me, I played at the college level and the high school level, and I'll be first one to tell you that nothing's like playing football on a Friday night in the state of Georgia. We have the best high school football, I, I would argue, just like you said, in, in the country, um, having seen it from the top to the bottom and going on to see everybody come to one spot at the collegiate level. 
it is just a special place to play high school football. And these kids live for that. The guy that's five foot eight, but is a pack of dynamite playing, you know, outside linebacker, that's what he lives for, man. He grew up watching football, but he's not going to have an opportunity like the guy that's six two and 235 pounds. He deserves to play just as much as the other guy, you know, and he needs that. Yeah, and, 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 and we need it. Our communities need it, um, you know, and, and our communities need it for a rallying point. They need it for an economic standpoint, uh, you know, and that's saying, you know, football is pretty big in, in the state of Georgia, and, and, and it generates a lot. And I'll tell you this, uh, you know, I had a, a, a friend of mine, he happens to be a, a representative in, in the House, and uh he, you know, when a House of Representatives guy calls the GHSA guy, you kind of get nervous. <laughs> what's, what's coming next? Right. But you know, but he his his deal was this. He said, you know, we need to have football because you know I've got several friends that are spring sports coaches, and they're concerned about the the income of right. athletics. Absolutely. Department. And they're 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 being stuff left for us at the end of it all. And so, you know, there there is that, and and it. You know, I've talked to executive directors from all over the country, and they're just afraid if they lose a season or lose football and all that, there'll be some programs that'll go away that that won't be coming back. And uh, those are opportunities for our kids. And, you know, I've always said that, you know, academics certainly is a big deal. It's absolutely important. But no education is complete without the arts and athletics as well. And it is just a place, you know, uh, both of those areas to where – so much can be learned about life. You can learn to be a, a great leader, a great follower. You learn to, you know, win uh, humbly. You learn to lose gracefully. Uh, you learn to be a good husband, a good teammate. All of those things that that it's, it's just a prime opportunity for kids to learn and. And we don't need to lose sight of that. That's right. And uh, Dr. Hines, you, you you mentioned something just then that I was uh, just about to ask anyway. Was <clears throat> when you you guys have the opportunity to talk to other uh, people across the country, obviously. But are you take how are you? Um, I guess filtering information in and and put, applying that to what we're doing here based on you look at Texas, and I believe that Texas has has called the year, haven't they? Uh, is that correct that they have said we're not going to play football? This fall in in the state of Texas, I don't think that's right. Okay, uh, well, I'm glad to uh, hear that Cal- that's wrong. <laughs> California, California, California. Okay, California's not going back mm-hmm. to school until January. Okay, well, but my yeah. question was simply going to be: are, are you guys watching kind of the college level, the NFL? Or are you really just talking about the, you know the other um, executive directors from the high school level to kind of filter your information and make your plans? I guess is the well, question I'm asking. Certainly, the NFL and the college game—that—that's—that's that's way different from what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know the, the you know people talk about you know how do you go about this? What's your plan consist of? And you know, you look at the D1 football programs; they'll spend north of three hundred thousand dollars on testing programs. Oh yeah, right. We can't do that. Absolutely. You know, not. The, the Georgia Georgia High School Association people need to realize that you know that the office itself we work for the schools. There are only 14 of us. You know, there's there's six associate directors, well, seven now associate directors, and uh, and administrative assistants there. You know, so the you know we're, we we do policy, and when there's some oversight, and that sort of thing. But we count on the, the schools doing a lot of that 
kind of thing for us. And, and, and I'm not a big fan of unfunded mandates. I mean, boy, if we tried to push a testing program in there, you know, we've got schools out there that have a hard time, you know, buying cleats for the kids. Right. You know, I mean, you, you know, we've got to think about that for every, you know, program that is, is, that's making a hundred thousand dollars on a Friday night, you know, we've, we've got others that are just struggling to keep the lights on. Right. And so, so, you know, those are some of the things that I look at, but, but, you know, back to the question, it's just, just really kind of like a meta analysis of about a lot of things. You know, we spend a lot of time looking at the data, trying to interpret what that means. What does the daily count actually mean? You know, uh, you know, our, our, committee that that we meet once a week with or you know there's there's five medical doctors you know that are that are on there as well as uh, athletic trainers registered nurses uh, first responders other healthcare uh, professionals and and we just look and go week by week and and talk things through and try to come to a consensus of what is the next thing that, that we need to be doing but but we do look at the data we look at the national data we examine where we are and and what our restrictions are as it's compared to the executive order by the governor, who I think has done a great job through this process. And, uh, you know, uh, his office has been open, accessible, and, you know, we've been in constant contact or certainly whenever I needed it, you know, like this is what we're doing. Is this the right thing? Are we within compliance? You know, where do we need to go from here? You know, these type of things. It's really been good. And, of course, we look at what's coming from uh, the National Federation of High Schools. We look at that. And I also have a conference call, a Zoom meeting with the other 50 executive directors once a week. And and we go through and see where things are in our states. You know, currently there are nine states that have uh, put off or postponed fall sports, you know, at this time, everything from like two days on up to what I said, California, which is uh, basically canceled the fall season and they'll do everything after January and, and do some, you know, condensing and, and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, that, that's nine. Uh, you know, everybody else is trying to figure out a way to move forward, stay on the calendar. That's certainly what is optimum for us. We would like to see that happen. It could change tomorrow. It's a fluid situation, but, uh, but I'm telling you, you know, that's been a goal of ours, you know, from the very beginning. It's difficult. You know, we've got some spots in Georgia that are really difficult and hot. And, you know, there's some school districts that have, uh, you know, canceled in-person learning at, at least at the start, you know, for nine weeks or mm-hmm. it could be more. Uh, and, and, you know, that makes things a little bit difficult, but there's a whole lot more that are not doing that, right. you know, as well. And, and so we have to, we, you know, we've got to think about that as we move forward. And, uh, and we hope to move forward. You know, that's the plan now. We're cautiously optimistic that we'll be able to do so. You know, we've had a little bad run here with, uh, infections, you know, with positive cases here lately. That's got to start dropping, you know. I believe it's going to, you know, their cycles. And, you know, I know that our state is looking at Florida and the patterns that they've done. They have mentioned things about three-week waves and all, which we could be at the end of that. So, you know, we'll see how all that goes. But but we also uh, weigh in the population that we're looking at, okay? 
uh, we're talking about, you know, the, the kids, you know, the up to 18 year old kids, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very small risk that it, that a child is going to be infected and become seriously ill. It'd be, you know, a, the bad disease. That's not happening. You know, the, the death rate in that age group is 0.02, uh, which, you know, unfortunately, you know, there was one 17 year old that passed that had some underlying health conditions but uh you know so 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 there is that uh right it, it's also also small in the 20 to 40 uh age group you know we're also seeing that younger people don't transmit transmit the virus that that we once thought that they did you know that that increases as they as as it gets older as the the age uh grows but you know there is that but at the end of the day you know Individual athletes, their parents, schools, school districts, that sort of thing. They need to look at the risk reward and weigh those out and see what is the best thing for them. You know, I could see a scenario to where if I had a, you know, grandparents in the home who were, you know, medically fragile and that sort of thing, it would probably change the way that I would look at, uh, you know, I, I might even choose a distance learning model that's being offered by so many schools and all. But, but I can tell you this. You know, our kids need to be in school and, uh, you know, there are places where, you, you know, their communities have, you know, they feel like that it's, it's not safe for them to do so. And, you know, that's certainly appropriate for them. But, but even that kids need to be in school. And, uh, you know, I know, uh, in middle Georgia, you know, where I'm from, uh, you know, they, they feel like that they're better off with the kids being in school because they can teach them about social distancing. They can social distance whenever, you know, possible. They can teach them about hygiene and all that because, you know, we talk about, uh, I get emails all the time and text messages from people from, <laughs> most of them are saying, please, let's play. But there are others, <laughs> but, but there are others that, that don't say that. And, right. And and it's 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 sometimes it feels like the whole onus of the viral spread is placed on our shoulders. We we you know just like you, you know you, the coach at East Lawrence, he's probably got his kids in front of him for an hour and a half a day. Mm-hmm. You know the other twenty two and a half hours they, he doesn't have control of them. I, I, what are they doing then? Exactly. Right, is right. Is everybody hiding in a box? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know what I'm saying is is you know there is some control with with being in school and and there are going to be some positive cases and and that is why you know we mandate that there be an infectious disease plan and school districts have those they had them from the SARS virus they had it in H1N1 when I was superintendent we had a big H1N1 deal did a great job with that and you know we just need to take a look at the COVID and figure what is it what are you going to do if a kid is positive you know what is our plan of action and and those are individual to the, you know, 468, 69 schools that we've got. And, uh, and they've done a great job with it. They've done a great job with the screening of kids and sending them home and making sure everybody's safe and all. So, you know, I've just been really, really encouraged and I'm proud of our coaches and our school staffs and administrations that have just done a super job. They realize this is a serious thing and, we need to carry this plan out with fidelity uh, to make sure that uh, we can have a fall season. 
Absolutely, and and the one thing that I'm kind of thankful of is that we're in the state. Uh, Governor Kent was one that was pretty aggressive off of the start. I say aggressive, but he realized, you know, you had some of these from an economic standpoint. It, it all kind of comes back to that. It's unfortunate, but, you know, the government can only keep up people for so long, and then, you know, you can't hold kids down either because they thrive off of being with one another, and that's what uh, Coach Turner was talking about before you came on was these guys are really excited about being in condition and he's he's seeing leaders that weren't there the small groups that helped him and you know I think being able to kind of follow suit from our state being a little bit more um, aggressive from the standpoint of knowing that we have to be smart about things it's a serious situation but we can't all go live in a box forever um, because that's not what keeps the keeps the, the train moving and these kids need they need that for their development, like you said, in the classroom and athletically. I mean, people are, I would say, some of the best things that I've, I've as far as my, uh, the person that I am today was built oh, yeah, on built a football through, yeah. field in July, yeah, <laughs> you know, at, at Dublin High School. I mean, you know, that I, I, I give a lot of the principles that I have as a person in work and everything that I do now because of the stuff that, you know, Coach Holmes was breathing down my neck back in July <laughs> and August. And I think those yeah. things that the GHSA are implementing are very important important and integral to the success of these kids and there's got to be a safe way to do it but i think the the well-being of the kid has to prevail right oh there's no question and and what you say about the the effect that your coaches have on you know outside of my dad you know jim hughes you know the great hall of fame coach from thomasville probably had more to do with my development he taught me how to work he taught me how to set goals uh, you know, he, he taught me an awful lot. And then, you know, I graduated ended up working with him. And, you know, I had a lot to do with my work ethic and mm-hmm. those sorts of things. And, and I've been fortunate throughout my career. And, and he gets a lion's share of the credit. And, <laughs> you know, those things are, they are, they're critical. And that's what I'm talking about for their, just their well-being in general, you know, emotionally, you know, health, uh, mental you know, that sort of thing. And, and, you know, we need to be together. We need to be working. We need to be setting goals. And we need to be teaching lessons, life lessons, which is the bottom line. And, and I know we get hung up on scores and all that. Nobody is more competitive than I am. You know, but the, <laughs> the, but the issue, the issue really is for, you know, we're scholastic-based and we're supposed to be an extension of the classroom and we should be teaching and, and what a better place to teach life lessons. Right. And, it's, and so that, that's why it's so important to me. And, and, and I think important for the majority of people in our state. Well, Dr. Hines, let me uh, ask you this question because it's been uh, one that's kicked around in our conversations. Well, I mean, we had coach uh, Chad Alley good on from uh, your, uh, uh, you're familiar with Northside High School there, Warner Roberts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we we had him on with us not that long ago, and you know what are the um, what are the scenarios that may and I know all scenarios are on the table, so this may be a bit of a ridiculous sounding question, but what would a scenario be like where we were able to get into football and then you had to just pump the brakes for a second, or do you see a scenario like that? coming on where you're two or three weeks in and then you go, you know what, we've got to pause for, for two weeks and then we're going to get back based on X, you know, X, Y, Z. Do you see any situation like that that could could happen? And, again, I, it's almost a ridiculous question considering all, but. Well, it's really not because it's certainly something that we've thought about and, and, and we, 
we sit around and, you know, Kevin Giddens, who's our football guy, Ernie Yarbrough, and, you know, we sit around and we talk daily. You know, we talk through where we are and where we're going and what could happen. And, and, you know, I would say this, that we've talked about every scenario from, from where we are right now, you know, acclimatization on July 27th, first practice on August the 1st, and going through with a normal season. You know, that would be optimum. That's what we would like to do. You know, we talk about everything to, as far as even canceling the season, everything in between. But, but the, the situation that you bring up is something that we really need to think about because, uh, you know, I, I think we can probably get in there and start the season. What, are we going to be able to complete the season? You know, that's a whole nother matter. We, we don't know how this thing's going to go and right. how it's going to react and, and, you know, you know, as of right now, as I said, I'm cautiously optimistic, but that's something that needs, that, that we'll need to understand. And, and then those region games obviously become more important. And, you know, keep in mind that the, the underlying premise of, of regular season, it belongs to the regions. You know, regions determine who their playoff. Right participants are, you know, and you know, people don't realize that, that there are different ways that that's done. You know, they have different formulas and, you know, that sort of thing from region to region. And uh, so ultimately it would come down to that if there were some type of contraction of the season and, a, you know, a, a stop start. And then right. you'd have to look at how you have to look at safety as well. You know, what are you able to do in the off time? Are you going to be physically able to continue and, and those sorts of things? Because safety has to be our top priority. So, well, I yeah. know, uh, I know uh, that's, uh, it's so, so much up in the air, Dr. Hines, that you guys are having to consider. Uh, uh, we were talking to John Nelson last week and, uh, he made the joke, uh, or the reference to the fact that your contingency book, you know, is sitting next to the contingency book that's sitting next to the, you know, it's on everything you're on. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's right. You know, I had, I had, I had some of our people, you know, our, our board of trustees go, you know, we want to know what the contingency is. I said, just make one up. Yeah. You know, make it up. I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be everything. And, right. And, you know, and the, 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 you know, a lot of the onus of whatever happens is going to fall on the school. Let's just say that, uh, in, in hypothetical. Right. You know, I want to stress hypothetical. Hypothetical. Here. Let's say that we have to move the season back for a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Well, the first thing I would say is what do we gain by doing that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're still going to have the, there's still going to be a risk involved, you know, and all that. But but I digress. But <laughs> if, let's say we move we move the season, you know, two weeks. And, you know, how do how, how do we go about that? Let's let's say that we just remove those first two games. I know that's what they did in Mississippi. You right. know, they moved their season back for two weeks. They just took the first two weeks and put those games off. If there's an open date later and they want to play it. They've given them the opportunity to do that. You know, that's not a bad plan. You know, if you have to do any more, so you, you got to realize when you schedule, and like we have 12 weeks to play 10 in the regular season, that gives you a lot of flexibility to be able to go and build, uh, you know, your schedule and that sort of thing. Once you start taking weeks away and you take that flexibility away, it becomes tough. Right. You know, matching up those deals. So, uh, you know, that's when your region games – and how you choose your playoff participants becomes very, very critical. And, uh, and so it would be easy for us to say, we're going to, we're going to contract the season by two weeks and we're going to start 
in in schools, y'all figure it out, and they would. They'd have to do that, you know, get their right. schedules done. It's kind of like, do you remember? Uh, gosh, I think I was principal in Charlton County when when they added a fifth classification. <laughs> everybody, yeah. everybody in the state had their schedules done, and uh, and you had to start all over when they added the fifth because it was just like a it was like a reclassification on steroids. Hurry right. up and get it done. <laughs> right. and put people in there, and we're sitting down there in Folkston. And and we were pretty good, you know. We were pretty loaded. We couldn't find people even the big schools to play. We ended up playing a game in Miami you know, to, to to get it get it filled up. But 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 <laughs> I, I I just say that to say that you know our coaches and our athletic directors and administrators are resilient and whatever comes down the pike, they're going to get it done and they're going to be grateful for the opportunity to participate. Well, Dr. Hines, let's uh, let's turn the page in our last five minutes here and talk about something that was a lot of fun that uh, Rob and Ben and I had the opportunity to participate in this past year, and that was the state championship games being held at Georgia State uh, Stadium there this year. A ton of fun, even though the weather didn't agree with us on our first day. It was a little chilly, a little rainy there for the Dublin uh, game and the others. But uh, that was so much you fun. You didn't mind it too much. No, oh, we didn't, no, we didn't mind too much. <laughs> I didn't think you. I didn't think you. <laughs> we, were, we were covered, so it was yeah, all right. <laughs> we were good. We were good. I don't, think, I don't think Roger minded either. No, Ro- Roger, was, uh, Roger was one happy, happy camper about it, and so was so were we. Me and Rob both played there. We're, we're alumni from Dublin. And so uh, I was, I was I was really proud of him. It was awesome. It was a long time coming, and he, you talk about Charlton County, and I was like, <laughs> oh, man, that was Roger's all, you know, Roger won. It, it, it was just a win, you know, you put the trophy in the case, but that one, you know, is, is no doubt. You yeah. Know, there's no doubt about that one, and I know that was hanging over his head, and I was just glad to see him kind of ring that bell uh, <laughs> yep. in December. So talk to yeah. us about that uh, experience there at Georgia State and how, uh, how you think uh, that's a pretty good, I loved it. Uh, I did. So, is that the plan? Uh, that's our plan moving forward, right? That's what we're going to do, and that that's is, good stuff. That is the plan moving forward, and you know, the only thing wrong with it was the weather on Friday. And right. It really, it kind of held in there pretty good. It did. You know, the, the, the Alatoona game there, the, the last one was really sloppy and really rainy, and you know, and I think the rain and the weather kept some people away. You know, didn't have as good a day as we had, and I'll go ahead and get this out of the way first, but but even even with that bad first day we had an excellent saturday that's right and uh but but financially it was a better deal for the association and for the participating schools mm-hmm. you know i mean it's just financially we just couldn't afford to be in the bins you know i'll, I'll just tell you like if 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 we had not supplemented our uh payouts to schools the georgia high school association by the tune of $250,000 Let's just say if we'd have played there the year before, you know, uh, Dublin would have received a share of about thirty five hundred bucks. Wow! And, and you and you go you go play in a championship event like that. It shouldn't cost you money, right. to, to do so. And right. so, it, it, on one thing, it was a business decision to go and do that. Second thing is Charlie Cobb, the athletic director up there, and his staff have just been phenomenal to work with. They really want us there. They've made it made it worth our while which if it's worth our while it's worth our school's while mm-hmm. uh, while so so we're just excited about that the operations were unbelievable the location of georgia state stadium the old turner field is is perfect it's right off the interstate you mm-hmm. zip right in there 
you know, you don't have some of the issues as far as getting in and loading teams in and out. And what I'm saying is the operation is so much easier there. And, right. and, and so this year, you know, we're adding girls flag football. And so That'll we be cool. want to play, we want to play those in conjunction. They, they, they'll, uh, finish up with the boys championships. And so it's going to be a three day event this year. Nice. We'll start on Thursday and, and we'll play the, the girls championship games. There'll be two areas. You know, we, we still have over a hundred gir- uh, schools that are participating in girls flag football. So that's pretty good. It was closer to 200, but with the, with the COVID issues that are mm-hmm. coming up and the financial, you know, deals with losing the spring and all that stuff, there's some that have dropped out and they'll, come back and join up later but we're down to two areas so we'll have two championships and we'll play the single a championships on uh thursday night with the we'll play single a private i think it's at like five and then the uh boys at and the the public's at eight so uh so we're excited we'll have three days with that and uh and then of course we'll be playing three games the next day and three games on Saturday, so the the days won't be as long. We'll have time for the sun to come up <laughs> and, <laughs> and warm us up and, and that sort of thing. And, right. And because uh, I'm gonna tell you guys, those are some long days when you're working that event. Oh man, and, I can only know. imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure but, of it. But but we're excited about being there, and and like you say, the venue itself, they've done so much with it, and they continue to renovate it. It's a first class Division One venue. Uh, you know, the surface is the same one that's in the uh, Mercedes Benz, and uh, you know they're just so easy to work with, and and just make it easy for us. And the the football footprint in that place is just about the right size of what we need. That's right. And you know, when we get when we get the right schools in there. And, and I'm telling you, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be tremendous payouts for our schools and, 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 and we like that. That, the schools love it too. And I know, I mean, having, you know, been, be really, being really close to Roger and all that financial thing is something that's very important to Gates and stuff. You look at it from a business decision. Those schools need that minute can set a school up for years to come. That's right. It can certainly when can. You have, when, when you have a successful run through the playoffs and you get the right matchups, it can be a good thing, you know. I mean, back in, you know, I was the principal at, at Northside in Warner Robins, and we won the state championship both years, 30 and 0, God. by the way. That was great. <laughs> by the way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, but it certainly, it, it certainly helps your school. It helps all of your sports. I mean, it just, it, it, it just makes things so much easier as, as you can do as you move through that. So that's right. So yeah, you, you guys are right on the money with that. Well, Dr. Hines, we certainly do appreciate you taking time away from that uh, new grandbaby of yours to talk with us here on the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. All right. Well, you guys have a great evening, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Dr. Hines there from the GHSA on with us telling us everything's going on. Ben, sounds good. Sounds good. Insider. You know how ESPN has a little insider thing you can opt in for? That's that's some good information. Got the inside scoop. There you go. All right, stick around. We'll be back next week with uh, more of uh, GHSA. We'll be talking around to the high school coaches, so be sure and stick with us. Uh, A lot more to talk about as we get ready for football and wait on August 1st to get here for practice to start. 
That is the plan. We're moving ahead with the plan, Ben. Everybody likes to have a plan. Everybody likes to have a plan. <laughs> I like to have a plan. There you go. Three amigos back together for you next week here at the Rob Ben and Joe Show. We'll talk to you then. Have a good night. This is John Nelson of GPB Sports and the Soccer Down Here Network. You're listening to Middle Georgia's number one team for community and collegiate sports from Atlanta to Savannah and all points in between. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Enjoy, everybody.